Nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring today. Robert Half is here to help. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Today on Watching Your Wealth, how cyber criminals are targeting the wealthy. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Jordan Arnold is head of private client services for K2 Intelligence, a global investigations and cybersecurity defense firm. Welcome, Jordan. Thanks so much for having me. Great to have you. So, Jordan, cybercrime is on the rise. How big a problem is this for the wealthy? You know, it's a significant problem. Um, you know, they're obviously targeted because of their assets, and it's not just their financial wherewithal that's considered an asset, but also their private information, which is very much treasured among those who target them. Indeed. So what are some of the ways they're being targeted? So, you know, with data essentially as an asset, um, you know, cyber criminals are certainly seeking to obtain uh, private information and use it for leverage against these types of clients. And they're also, of course, committing the more traditional sort of financially motivated exploits involving the actual theft of funds, getting people to, for example, transfer funds under false pretenses. You know, so you see the common, the common schemes still occurring, um, but you're also seeing ever more, again, sort of privacy uh, treated as an asset in and of itself. So, for example, it could be anything as basic as a credit card being skimmed or something as a bit more complex as someone pretending to be someone's financial advisor and trying to arrange a fake wire transfer. I've I've heard of all these instances. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we are, I think identity theft um, and related criminal activity is certainly well known to most at this point. Um, But what we're counseling clients about is, you know, things like considering your inbox an asset in and of itself. Um, And certainly, yes, being vigilant to the ways in which people try and direct uh, funds transfers. Um, You know, we're seeing ever more now our clients asking us to perform due diligence on their trusted third parties, folks like lawyers, accountants, and others who are uh, sort of the holders of their very private, uh, you know, information, uh, making sure that their cybersecurity practices are, are best practices and ensuring that they're not being made vulnerable by the people that they're entrusting and relying upon. I hear a lot of emphasis on being careful with your social media policies because as an individual, being careful what you put out there on the Internet, because so often criminals are using that information to often extort the wealthy. Have you heard some of that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's certainly, there's certainly that. I mean, I think, you know, we tell clients all the time, you know, when you're posting on social media, especially in real time, you're doing two things at once. You're broadcasting where you are, which makes you physically vulnerable in that place, and you're also uh, indicating where you're not, um, and that can pose a risk to your assets or even people who are at some of those other places that you're connected to. Um, so, you know, we try and counsel clients to adopt a policy of either, you know, not specifically tagging location or at least posting on a delay to make it that much more difficult for criminals to target them. Smart tips. Let's talk about some of the other tips on how to protect ourselves. And I guess say some of these are pretty obvious, but they must be needed because some people just may not be observing them. So one of the things you said, not posting our location on social media in real time. What else? Um, passwords, they need to be complex, correct? Yeah, I mean, password management is sort of one of the, you can consider it low-hanging fruit of cybersecurity. You know, we see so many people compromised because they're either using 
you know, simple passwords, they're recycling old passwords. You know, that's not, um, that's obviously not nearly a best practice. And, and what's worse is that it's actually making it too easy uh, for a criminal to target you. And so we, you know, we advocate using long and complex passwords. And frankly, for a lot of clients, um, you know, that's not terribly feasible to remember, let's say, 20 or 30 or more uh, fairly long and complex passwords. And so, you know, for many clients, we're helping them implement password management apps like Dashlane. Got you. One of the things, my husband, who's, who's hugely into cybersecurity, he's always stressing, install any updates as soon as your mobile device or any other device tells you there's an update available. Do you agree with that advice? Absolutely. You know, we, we, we often talk with clients, you know, about, for example, take the iOS updates on your iPhone. You know, many people know that when those updates come out, they uh, often include features that make the phone more convenient to use, make it more fun. You know, we say to clients all the time, it's not just new emoji packs. You know, there are hardcore security fixes included in those updates. And when you're not, uh, you know, when you're not updating your phone uh, and incorporating uh, those security features, again, you, you're making yourself unnecessarily vulnerable. Are you the school of, uh, you know, there's a fair amount of security folks out there that, that are saying, avoid public Wi-Fi. Just do your best to avoid it. Don't use it. What do you think? I mean, I think that's very smart advice. You know, we... Um, you know, here at the firm, for example, we all carry around when we're traveling a MiFi device, you know, which is a sort of small, almost, you know, mobile phone-sized device that operates off of the same cell towers that give you uh, your cell phone service. Um, but what they do is convert that, that signal into a Wi-Fi uh, hotspot. And I've used my MiFi device on trips literally around the world, um, you know, from the Caribbean to Hong Kong without any problem whatsoever. And unless you're doing you know, sort of graphics intense type work or you're downloading extraordinarily large files, um, you know, for routine communication and the like, uh, those devices are not only cost effective, but just a great way to eliminate a massive risk. How much, um, the, sorry, I was going to say, how much do those devices run roughly? Is there a range? You know, roughly depending on a package between 30 and $60 a month. Oh, okay. So certainly affordable and worth it, if you, especially if you travel a lot, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, and we say to clients all the time, if you're using, for example, airport Wi-Fi, you should reasonably expect that you're being compromised in some way. Wow. Okay, good to know. I've heard that about hotels as well. Yes. Okay, we're speaking with Jordan Arnold about cybersecurity, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Rapid expansion? We're ready. Worker shortage? We're good. Anything can change the world of work. A celebrity buys the company. Depends on who it is. But relax, we've got ADP. From HR to payroll, ADP designs forward-thinking solutions to take on the next anything. For more insights, enable the Wall Street Journal skill on any device with Amazon Alexa. Get all of our podcasts, as well as the latest news and market updates. The Wall Street Journal. Listen ambitiously. We're back with security expert Jordan Arnold, who's giving us tips about staying safe from hackers. So, Jordan, what other cybersecurity tips do you have for us, especially when it comes to home cybersecurity? Sure. Well, you know, one of the important things to do in a home setup is to is to separate the Wi-Fi network. Um, you know, most routers nowadays give uh, homeowners the ability to uh, partition the Wi-Fi so that, for example, contractors coming in into and out of the home or, or even dinner guests at a, at a party don't have to get on the same portion of the network uh, that the home laptops and, and perhaps even home control systems connect to. Um, and so, you know, one of the things we do when we go out and do cyber house calls 
is help clients set up that partitioning because, again, it, it eliminates um, a significant vulnerability because oftentimes there are folks who come into and out of the home that you don't necessarily know well. So maybe you know who you invited uh, to your dinner party very well, but you might not know their guest. Or you have a contractor who's doing a very finite piece of work for you and wants to stream music while you know, doing that work. You know, these are not people who should be getting on your home network and partitioning it um, and again, also making sure that it has itself a strong password and ideally a firewall um, are some of the sort of basics around securing um, the home. And changing those default passwords on your smart devices, too. Absolutely. On the smart devices and on home devices. I mean, you know, we have shown clients, for example, in their home that simply by looking at the uh, make and model of a router, we can go on the Internet, Google for the default password, and then show them how someone else could use that same uh, set of steps to gain access to the home network. And in fact, we've done that and then showed clients sort of taking it to one of the more ultimate examples of where this can go, how a home uh, you know, camera system can actually be used as a counter-surveillance tool. Fascinating stuff. All things to watch out for. Thanks so much, Jordan. Sure. And this has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of the Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening. Follow the Wall Street Journal on your favorite podcast app. Search WSJ on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and any Amazon Alexa device. The Wall Street Journal. Listen ambitiously. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com.